Welcome to the Captivatingly Confident Podcast. My name is Kim Ludeman, and I am your confidence connoisseur here to help you end body shame, find freedom from the shoulds, and learn to love being you inside and out. Join me as we discuss how to break diet dependence, demystify current health and wellness trends, and help you find the confidence to feel empowered in your life. With that, let's go to the show. So this podcast today is for those who struggle with guilt or feeling bad or feeling stuck. If this is you, then make sure that you pull out a pen and paper to take some notes because today's podcast has a very special guest. Her name is Connie Baker, and she is a licensed professional counselor here in Portland, Oregon. And you guys, she is a powerhouse. This woman is incredible and spends her days helping women and men overcome religious abuse, trauma, personal issues to find freedom. And I just cannot wait to share her thoughts with you. So let's dive in. It's awesome to be here. So thrilled. (laughs) So exciting. Connie is a licensed professional counselor. She I'm going to, I'm just not even going to tell you how all the things, because she is going to tell you all the things I have known Connie for, gosh, what over, just over 10 years. Yeah. 10 years. Uh, she actually works in the same office as my husband, who's also a licensed counselor. So that's a fun connection. We used to share offices. That's right. Uh I know. I almost forgot. In the early days. Absolutely. Goodness. I almost forgot about that. That's hilarious. Yeah. Oh man. Um, so we are just going to take just a second to make sure that everybody gets notified that this is live sure. and we're just, we're going to talk about something that's really a, really a tough topic. Uh, and that is the topic of guilt mm. and what guilt looks like, how it manifests itself, some common misconceptions about guilt and your thoughts about guilt. A lot of you uh, a lot of the women in my captivatingly confident community often talk about how bad they feel, whether that's feeling bad about diet, exercise, right. putting family first, self-care. There's a whole gamut. A so long list. Yes. Huge, right? Yes. So we're going to get into that. But first, yes. before we do, Connie, tell us a little bit about you and how you got into this field. Mm. Tell us about your practice. Oh, yeah. Well, as uh, probably as most therapists do, I got in this field uh, from getting my butt kicked really hard in life. You have. <laughs> yeah. It's not uh, Multiple times. And so, you know, we, we kind of end up specializing in where our story is at. And uh, so about... Uh, 14, 15 years ago, I started graduate school and that was super fun. And I graduated and with my counseling degree and started a private practice that's just gone really well so far. And, um, uh, got licensed in 2010. So I've been, I've been working actually since 2005. So do the math 13 years. 13 years in, in, in my private practice. So I can't, yeah, I know it's amazing, right? How many hours, like how many client hours do you usually do a week? 
I see around 20 to 25 clients a week. Can we just take that into perspective for just a second? Can you imagine just taking on and listening to women's issues, guys, for 20 hours a week? I just can't even, like, you must have heard it all. I've heard a heck of a lot. <laughs> heck of a lot. Nothing, n- a lot of stuff doesn't surprise me anymore. Yeah. So I believe that. Stuff. Yeah. I believe that. Yeah. Well, you guys, I can tell you from personal experience that Connie is an incredible woman, incredible human being. She's empathetic. You are compassionate. Oh, guys, so much empathy, which is just so important and such an amazing trait to have. And I am just so excited to cover this topic with you. Thank you. And, you know, likes kind of attract, but this is why she's my friend too. Exactly. A lot of beautiful, empathetic, compassionate wisdom in this woman, right? You've been listening to her. Have you been listening? You know, it's true. Oh my gosh. It's true. No, I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) So it is really toasty in here and I have a jean jacket on. So don't mind me if I shift a little bit here. And I'm also trying not to flash you, but I don't think you can see Uh, it. I can't. I don't think so. Look at that skirt off. Hey, (laughs) Uh, not that kind of show. Not Not that kind of show. show. Not today. Um, So what I wanted to talk with you about tonight, Connie, is something that is really personally a struggle, but also a huge struggle for the women in my group. And it's a struggle for most women. There are so few women that guilt is not a struggle for. Right. I mean, my, my, me, my friends, my clients, my acquaintances, my family members, I hear it all over. It's, all over. Yeah. And I feel like that's so helpful to hear that it is not, because I feel like guilt can be really isolating. Yes. Absolutely. And it can really separate you from other women, especially, especially with social media and Pinterest and Facebook and Instagram, looking at all of these women who seem to have it all together. Right. It's a breeding ground. They're doing, they're doing their career. They're doing their mothering. They're doing their wifing. They're doing their extended family thing. And you see social media glow with all of this and you say, oh my gosh, I'm barely surviving. Yeah. I'm hanging on by my fingernails. My kids got macaroni and cheese. Thank God they're fed tonight. I mean, (laughs) you know. It's true. Yeah, it's true. It Mm -hmm. is. So I guess, I mean, there's so many different directions that we can go with this. So many. So many. Um, I think I want to kind of focus it on, especially my community as they've talked about feeling bad. I, what I hear a lot is, Kim, I feel really bad that I know what I need to do. I just can't seem to do it. Or, you know, like I feel bad. I just can't seem to get to the gym or I feel bad because I cheated on my diet or I feel, you know, I feel bad. And you know, you said something really interesting before we started, and that was kind of, I feel bad is almost a code word. It's a code word for guilt most of the time. Mm. It really is. It's, um, my clients will come to me and say, you know, I feel bad. And I'll almost always say, you feel guilty? <laughs> you know, and sometimes they're like, well, actually, and it gives them a chance to think through what, mm. what's this bad I keep talking about. And a lot mm. of times they go, oh, it is guilt. Mm. it's guilt and I feel bad is usually a code word for guilt Mm -hmm. so when somebody does come in and they say I feel bad or I feel guilty about this right 
what is usually like, what kind of process do you walk people through Mm -hmm. to move Mm -hmm. forward from that? Yeah. Yeah. That's a great question. And this is very unrehearsed. So we're just going to have a little fun with this, right? (laughs) Totally winging it. (laughs) Okay. Um, she didn't say she was going to ask me the process I walk people through. So, do you would you do you want to do it? Oh yeah! Oh, totally. Let's talk about that. Absolutely. Okay. Is that for, 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 part of what I will do first? Is start talking about legitimate. I, I start kind of helping them sort out legitimate and illegitimate guilt. Mm. You know, we most of us know people who don't feel guilty when they should, <laughs> you know? I don't Somebody... know anybody like this. My dad. Oh, gosh. Excuse me. Was that out loud? Sorry, yeah. Dad. You yeah, did it out loud, honey. Oh, whoops. Um, that was no Sorry, gross. not sorry. That was no gross. Um, So I'll talk with them. I don't know if to talk to you or this. Either one, I guess. Either what one. about we'll bounce people? Back. All right. Um, I'll start talking first about, about legitimate guilt because... Only jerks, and I have some other words that won't go on Kim's nice show. <gasps> Only jerks don't feel guilt. Mm. I mean, you. there are times when I have absolutely should be feeling guilty. Mm-hmm. You know, I should be, yeah. you know, I snap at my kid and, you know, and they go to the other room crying because I laid into them too much or, you know, I see something, you know, unkind to my husband and I need to feel guilt. I mean. Mm-hmm. And they're good. Depending, if I really genuinely, with my own integrity, say that violated my integrity, mm. you know, that's not who I want to be. Yeah. Then I feel guilt. I'm like, that's good. That 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 is a motivator. We'll talk about motivation probably. Yes. that's a motivator for me to say, I'm going to go make an apology. I'm going to do some mending in this yeah. relationship. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And so part of it is for them to sort out, you know. And for me, I call them them, but man, we are all on the same level. I mean, it's Kim, it's me, it's all of us. Mm-hmm. Um, we have sorting to do to say, what do I need to own here? Mm-hmm. So I think that's part of the first thing. What do yeah. I need to own? Um, and if I need to own it, own it. And, mm-hmm. you know, for my own integrity, say, yep, this is, this is important that I make amends in this relationship mm-hmm. and do repair. Yeah. So, so there's that. Now we're probably talking more today about this floating, constant in the air mm-hmm. guilt of I just always do it wrong, or even the unmotivating guilt because it seems to keep us kind of oh. stuck. Oh, so guilt where can there's totally paralyze us. Yes. Totally. So where there's the kind that you were just talking about about you know realizing, owning, making mm-hmm. amends, like right. that's super motivating. It's, and, and exactly. And a lot of us are like, oh, I can do that. It mm-hmm. may not be fun, but I need to right. do that. And so you own it, that's fine. But we're talking mostly today about uh, guilt that is unproductive. Maybe that's a good word. Much better. Yeah. It's I love just it. Not, unproductive guilt. Yeah. It's not, it's not producing what we want to in our lives. It's not producing but yet we seem to stay stuck oh, in it oh we do oh, oh we my do. <laughs> oh. i'm sure nobody else here it's just kim and me but you can listen and in. that's it <laughs> i'm sure we're the only ones we're the only ones oh it can be so unproductive kim you know that i mean we have conversations you and i've had conversations about guilt in our own lives it's about true. about oh well you know that's not real helpful yeah you know yeah so 
So Kim, what do you, where, where do you want to go with this on the unproductive guilt? What, what could be helpful for our gals? Where, where do you, where do we want to go? So what you said before, uh, when we were speaking before we started was you said that some ladies almost wear guilt as a badge of honor. Yeah. And I just, as soon as you said that, it was like, oh, Oh my gosh. Yes. I'm sorry. I'm not supposed to say, oh my gosh, Lewis. I got in trouble by Lewis the other day. Lewis is correcting you. Yeah. We're not supposed to say, oh my gosh. Sorry, everybody. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Good. We've got a policeman, a little four. Four year old -old policeman. That's right. Coming right up next week. Oh my goodness. Do you know she and I share birthdays? Yeah, exact same day. It's our birthday month. It's our birthday month. month. I know. That's us. Back to guilt. Okay. Um, Badge of honor. Badge of honor. Let's back up even back up from badge of honor for a minute. Mm -hmm. Anytime I go by the premise that anytime I'm feeling an emotion consistently that is uncomfortable or hurtful and it's not going away, it's serving a purpose somehow in me. Mm. It is, it is, um, it's, 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 uh, it's serving a purpose. So, so you look at guilt and, you know, I'll say, what's, I I say to my clients, what's your payoff for feeling guilty? What what do you get back positively from this constant guilt that in one level is very toxic for your system? Mm -hmm. And a lot of times they go, nothing. And I'm like, hmm, interesting. (laughs) Let's step back. (laughs) Let's step back. Cause I, and I'll tell, I'll tell them that, you know, it, it serves a purpose. There's a payoff. If for, for how we feel most of the time, there's a few exceptions to that. But if I'm dealing with chronic guilt, there's a reason I haven't let that go and just said, that doesn't serve me. Wow. It does not serve me well to do guilt. So there's a reason I'm holding on to it. So part of what we were talking about is this idea of a badge of honor. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times what we get down to when I deal, deal with women clients is they have had relatives, <clears throat> dads, um, <laughs> who, who don't feel guilt, who you look at and you go, dad, you're being horrible. You're being a jerk mm. and you don't feel guilty. I don't want to be that. Mm. So then I'm going to feel guilty a lot and be hyper conscientious. Any of you guys do hyper conscientious? Any of you guys have to be super responsible, have it all together? Mm -hmm. Yes, recovering perfectionist right here. And you know, I've been doing recovery for a long time and a lot better at it. But um, you know, (laughs) responsibility was the code word of my home growing up. We literally joked about the R word. I mean, so here you are being a very conscientious person and guilt is this thing where you you start to wear it as a badge of honor. If I'm a good person, I'll feel guilty a lot. Hold on. Can we just like stop for a second? Oh, we got a bunch of of thumbs going on. Somebody's connecting with that. I was going to say, I feel like you just struck gold with that right there. I think it's true for a lot of women in particular. Some men, a lot of women. Oh, my goodness. Mm Mm-hmm. So, okay, so I totally interrupted you because no, I no, wanted to just no, like take, a minute. take right. a minute to let that sink in. Yeah. So we wear it as a badge of honor, but it doesn't serve us. It does not serve us. It has, it's toxic over the long haul. And there's no return on the investment and the investment costs you everything. Right. Except for the feeling of I'm a good person. 
that's the return on the investment. So then if you step back from that, you know, a lot of times my clients will go, I, I guess I could be a good person without constantly feeling guilty. It's almost like it's there. We yeah. use it as this, as this uh, parent figure to keep us in line. So if I beat myself, okay, let's take, let's do cheating on the diet, which I love you using that example because I know how she feels about diets. Um, you know, have you told them how you feel about I, diets? I think they, they might Once, have an inkling. Twice, 10 times? Maybe, mm -hmm. maybe. I've been around her. She has. Anyway, so cheating on the diet. Let's go, uh, let's go for that for a minute. Yeah. There's this fear that if I, okay, so I go and I eat a donut. And if I don't beat myself up, feel horribly, mm -hmm. horribly guilty, mm -hmm. I'm going to do it again. So it's this, now it's not true. It, it's not effective, yeah. but we tell ourselves, if I beat myself up enough, I won't ever eat another donut. Mm -hmm. How's that work for you guys? So good. Right? So good. <sighs> so bad. So not. No. I feel mm -hmm. so crappy. Give me another donut. <laughs> you know? Right? And it perpetuates the cycle. It perpetuates the cycle. So I think we utilize guilt for those sorts of things. Mm. We utilize guilt as I'm a good person and this is going to keep me in line. This is going to, if I take the whip and beat myself hard enough, I will not have another donut. Is that so connecting? That sounds so terrible. It's it totally is. It's horrible. But, and we don't always consciously think that. That's it. It's not, That's, it's not mm -hmm. a, it's not a clearly thought through thing. It's me, you know, with me, I, I kind of, part of my job is to slow down my clients and say, let's, let's sit with that for a minute. What is the mechanism going on there? Mm -hmm. And and that's, those are a couple really normal mechanisms for guilt, yeah. you know, for, for why there's a payoff, so to speak, mm -hmm. for feeling guilty. Mm -hmm. um, one, because I can feel like a good person. At least I'm not like that relative or friend that goes around hurting everybody and never feels guilty. Or number two, I'm going to keep myself in line because I'm just going to get mad enough at myself and beat myself up and feel so wretchedly guilty that I won't step out of line anymore. I feel like that is enormous. Like just the gravity of that mm. is huge. So what? I so, think it's normal. Those of you out there who are going, really? That's why I'm bringing this up. Super. Because this is, I don't want you to feel alone in it. Because no. when we actually put it in the words, you know, I love it. Because I've been a client too. And let me tell you, I say stuff to my therapist and I'm like, Oh, that's brilliant, wasn't it? <laughs> you know, because you're like, that just sounds ridiculous when I put it into words. Mm -hmm. Ridiculous. It does. Kim, if you just beat yourself up enough, you will not step out of line on that diet. Yeah, exactly. And, and we hear it tell another person and you're like, what are you talking about? But unconsciously we do this. Underneath the surface, there's, mm -hmm. there's these, you know, undercurrents that go on that really get us stuck, I think, a lot of times in guilt. Oh, we don't totally. want to be there. Part of us goes, please get me free from guilt. It's hurting me. Yeah. So what you said that, so when you talk with your clients about mm -hmm. this, that they come to the realization that, oh my gosh, right. I, <laughs> it's my, it's my own office. I'm just wrecking things here. Yes. <laughs> so they, so when they see that they go, oh my gosh, could it be possible mm -hmm. to feel good about myself 
without the guilt. Right. Can and I still be a, be a good, good person? person? And could I still be maybe even disciplined from time to time without constant guilt and self whipping? Yes. yes. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Yeah. So what, how do we move? I mean, I don't know if this is a fair question. Mm, that's a, she's got the next question. This is unrehearsed. She's got it. I yes. got it. So if we realize, okay, so there is a, there's a potential here, the possibility yeah. that I could be a good person without right. all of this guilt. I think a lot of us would immediately go to, well, I just need to let that go. Right. I just need to let the guilt go. Right. But it needs to be replaced with something. Thank you. Yes. I was hoping you were going to say yes. that. Yes, it does. I, it absolutely does. So what do we replace it with? Mm -hmm. If yeah. that's a fair question. It's a fair question and it's a pretty complicated one. I was going to say, it's probably pretty individual. It is, although there are, I'm going to draw a few principles here. Ooh, okay. I'll, I'll, I, love can, I can grab a few. Um, <laughs> are we ready? Um, meat and potatoes, ladies. Meat and potatoes. Is Unless that, you're on keto. Is that a what about Bob quote? Is it? Yes. Meat and potatoes. It's meat and potatoes. What's the interviewer's name? Okay, sorry. What about Bob's? You know, I'm a therapist. Of course I love that Baby movie. steps. Okay, baby steps, Baby Bob. steps, Bob. Um, anyway, no, it's meat and potatoes, Diane. Okay, to the interviewer. That's awesome. Anyway, the meat and potatoes. I'm funny and I didn't even know we it. Are, awesome. We are and a little funny. ADD here today, but we're having a lot of fun, right? That's great. Okay. This is great. So what do we replace the guilt with? Let me let me construct a little something. I'm excited. We've got a parent part of us mm. that is uh, it, it's it, it, in. I'm just going to use it for this context. Yeah. A lot of guilt, a lot of shoulds. All the shoulds are up. Oh in this my parent. gosh, should, the shoulds. Should, we should. talk about that you, all the time. Yeah, you shouldn't eat that donut. Okay. So you've got the, the parent part up here on the mm -hmm. top. Uh, I, I visualize it in three circles. This is okay. part of transactional analysis from the 70s. Shh, you don't even need to know that. But it's not my original idea. You've got a parent part up here that's, that has a lot of guilt, a lot of shoulds, a lot of color inside the line, lines, a lot of perfectionism, do it perfect, uh, you know, a parental sort of feel. Mm -hmm. You've got down on the bottom here, you've got the child state. You've got the little kid that says, um, I want what I want and I want it now. Mm -hmm. Immediate gratification. Yep. And you know, I want what I want when I want it. And yes. she got that, that. And so what happens is we get into this constant fight, the spat between, mm -hmm. okay, let's take donuts. Not that the donut thing is actually a personal thing that I would ever struggle with, but if I did, it's yeah. mine. That's mine. Oh my gosh. I'm That's seriously mine. thinking of Krispy Kreme right now, just down the street, a few blocks. With anyway. a drive-thru. Because <laughs> you need... <laughs> because. You need a drive-thru at the donut yes, shop. You do. you do. To make it super simple to buy a dozen. Anyway. And sit in your car. If this them. were something I struggled with, it would go like this. It would go... I've had a really horrible day at work. I'm stressed out. I need a donut. No, I actually need a half a dozen. I want a dozen. I think I'll cut it down to a half dozen. The parent part says, oh my gosh, you are almost 54 years old, Connie, and you still don't have your eating down. What the heck is wrong with you? Are you still using food for medication? Oh, that's going to be really super because, you know, you've been doing fine and now you're going off the rails. Great. Go for it. Super. I mean, so all this, you know, shaming, judging, shoulds. Ugh. Okay. And then the little kid says, shut up. I want mm -hmm. what I want. And so we get yeah. ah, we're going back and forth. Okay. Third option, the adult. <laughs> that this is let's look at our adult circle here. And the adult circle has to do 
with what do I really want for my life? Mm. Who do I really want to be? Mm-hmm. Who do I, and that's that healthy guilt. Oh, I just violated my integrity. That's mm. not who I want to be. I'm going to go make amends. And mm. that adult part, it's not the guilty little kid. Well, hopefully not. If you're in a good place, it's not the little kid. Oh, I goofed, I goofed. Everybody's going to hate me, so I better apologize. That's the little kid. Mm-hmm. But the adult steps back and says, Okay, Connie, interesting. I'm interesting listening to you two spat about this donut thing. Um, how have you been eating this week overall? Big picture, actually, pretty reasonably. What if you were to go buy one Krispy Kreme donut? What if you, is, that, is there a problem with that? Does that help contribute to where you're going? Well, and there could be several answers to that at any given moment. Mm-hmm. There could be a day that I go, that's actually a really good big picture choice. I can do that. I can have a donut here and there. That's, I have options in this world. There are other days I go, yeah, that'll be the slippery slide. You're not going to stop yep. at one because yep. me and if I had a problem with carbs and sugar, that might be a problem. She doesn't. No, no. She knows I don't. At all. How many years? She's like the only woman in the world who doesn't yes. have this problem. This is, this is You're why like I, a superhero. I know. I know. But hypothetically, if you did if have I a had sugar a problem, orbit, it could be the issue. start of a, a downward spiral. Mm-hmm. And so really, but the adult gets to make that decision. Mm-hmm. And it's not out of a bunch of shoulds. It's not even about a bunch of rules. Mm-hmm. It's about me touching base with me saying, what do I want in my life? What do I need? Uh, how do I feel? What is best for me mm-hmm. over the long haul? Mm-hmm. You know, not immediate gratification because what little kid says what's best for me is a full dozen. Yeah. Bring it. I'll feel better. And I will write after a dozen donuts for a certain amount of time. And like then 5.4 seconds. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine? No. Can we I just imagine because, for just a second? No, because I've been eating clean. There was a day I might have been able to down a dozen because I ate like crap. But oh my goodness, I can't do that anymore. And it hurts me too bad. And that's good. That's the adult saying, how much of a price do you want to pay for this? Yeah. How much of mm-hmm. a price do you want to pay? Now, if it's, let's say, ice cream, I actually can kind of do okay with ice cream. I love ice cream and donuts. Mm. Oh, bready sugar. Oh, just talking about it. Anyway. Like the sprinkles on top. Exactly. The, like, crusty mm. sugar. Anyway. So, this is really not a fair video, correct? Sorry. I know. Um, but with ice cream, I can have a small bowl and go, I'm good. Mm-hmm. That was good. You know, I can do that. And so that's a reasonable thing to do, to mm-hmm. say this is, no, there are times when I go, no, sugar is not good for me for a long time right now. And I'm just, I just got to get off because my system doesn't do well with it yeah. over the long haul. Mm-hmm. And so it's that adult part that says, what's reality based? What do I need? What do I want? Oh, you know, in the big picture, mm-hmm. this wise part of me, the wiser part of yeah. me. So I think motivation, our best motivation comes from that adult. See, the, the guilt from the parent, it wears out. And the little kid's voice is strong and yes. powerful. It wants what it wants. That's and if you get in a fight, yep. the kid will eventually win. And then the parent will go, you are such a pathetic human being. Mm-hmm. What's your problem? Mm-hmm. So that adult, that adult uh, questions of what do I want? What do I need? Mm-hmm. How am I feeling? Let's let's check in. Feelings. What's the big picture? You know, feelings. We love to talk about feelings all the time and, in my group. Uh-huh. 
Yeah, some of you hate it. I know that. Anyway, so what do I feel and touch and base? We're most of us women are way codependent and out into everybody else's feelings. Every, oh engaging everybody else. How are they doing? How are they doing? Look selfless. But it's a wig. Uh, that's a whole nother sermon. I was gonna say, are we gonna go on this road? No, I well, we'll stop I don't have now, time huh? for that road. But yes, exactly. So we're gonna have to have Connie back and talk about that. Let's talk about that. People pleasing and putting others first. Uh, right, which isn't Ooh. really usually putting other people first. It's it's putting us first to make ourselves feel better about ourselves. And yes, yes another time. Oh, yes. Such a good. It can look so noble. It can. It can. I love how you talk about the adults because mm -hmm. oftentimes in the group we talk about the inner rebel or yes. the child, the five-year-old mm -hmm. kid totally. who throws temper tantrums. Right. And, you know, when you work against that child and you try to assume the parent role and just like talk it down, how that doesn't work either. Oh. So you have to find that adult or that middle ground where you're working almost with and in concert with the two sides yes. to determine yes. what you're going to do at any given moment, whether exactly. that's the short term or long term. Exactly. And it. sometimes it's okay to give in to that little kid. It's okay and sometimes to say, you eat the donuts. Exactly. And it's okay. But that's under the supervision of the adult. Mm -hmm. That's under the, okay, what's the big picture here? What, where am I going? How have I been mm -hmm. eating? What's my health going to look like if I make this choice? You know, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I it's, it's it. under that. And I think as we, as we touch base with mm. what we most deeply want. Yes. That can be a really profound motivator. If we mm -hmm. can get out of the guilt and the immediate gratification cycle, mm -hmm. <laughs> the flipping back and forth and the spatting between the two, yeah. if we can dig and say, who do I want to be? Yeah. You know, that to me is a powerful, healthy, happy motivator. Totally. The power of why. Yes. If you want an yes. amazing, either read or watch Simon Sedek on YouTube, does a TED talk mm. on the power of why. Yeah. And he also wrote a book called The Power of Why. Simon mm -hmm. Sinek, S-I-N-E-K. I'll put it in the notes after. Yeah. Uh, talking about how why is such a huge motivator. Right. right. And it is. It is. It's huge. And I usually use the words because I think most people, and I think especially women, have a hard time answering, what do you want? Mm. Mm -hmm. I think it's one of the most crucial questions. But it's we usually just kind of go deer in the headlights with it yeah unless it's about something yes. i want them to behave differently well that that i get that mm -hmm. you know but in terms of what do i want for my life what do i what are my preferences it can be really profound and unsettling to try to answer it and so i think it's in conjunction with that power of why why are you why are you here mm -hmm. why are you doing what you're doing with your life yeah and so, so that's where I think change motivation oh. comes. Ooh, I love it. So moving from guilt, trying to make guilt the motivator mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in an unhealthy way, but moving from that into looking at why and what do I really what? want? Right. Why am I showing up to my life each day and what do I want yes. from it? What do yes. I want in the short term? What do I want in the long term? Yes. And what decisions can I make to get me there? Yes, exactly. And a lot of those are not going to be immediate gratification payoffs. Hold on. I know. Hold on. Uh, Not immediate gratification payoffs. So I'm going to have to wait or invest time and energy into getting where I want to be. It's not going to just happen like right. that. And be in it for the long haul, reasonably. Not all or nothing. Go great barrels. I'm going to sprint a marathon. You ain't going to sprint a marathon. No one sprints <laughs> a marathon. 
It's true. You know, and so, but say, what are my first steps? What are reasonable? And I know you deal with this with change, but I do the same thing as a therapist. What are reasonable steps? Yes. You know, somebody says, I need to keep my house cleaner. It's chaotic and I really don't like it. It's not reflecting who I am. Mm. I don't say, get that baby spick and span. Then you better clean your house. And keep it, yeah, clean your house and, and get it spick and span and get it all cleaned up and keep it that way. It'll be great. I feel like, and that's what we're told so often mm-hmm. when we have, you know, especially insecurities around our weight. Yeah. And we go to the doctor's office, you know, seeking help and comfort and we're just told, well, you just, need, you just need to lose weight. Lose weight. Just do this thing. Or well-meaning family members and friends just very easily dismiss any emotional concern and just kind of give that one little like, well, then do this. Right. But Whatever it is, do that. And it's just not helpful. Well, just clean your house. And that's so not helpful. So not helpful. And so part of this is to say, how do you take a little bit over the long haul mm-hmm. and let... And, and create those small habits that make a huge difference if they're sustained. And that's not easy. Mm-mm. That's hard work. It's hard and work. It's worth it's worth it when we want to make a change like that. So mm-hmm. yeah. Could not agree more. Could not agree more. Well, Connie, I feel like we could just sit here and just talk for hours. We could. We could have so much fun. <laughs> we could have so much fun. And we could talk about so this much. This doesn't have to be the last time because <gasps> you and I have a lot of fun here. Guys, she's going to come back. Um, And thank you for your patience with me. Connie is actually the first person I've ever interviewed and ever had. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. She's a good interviewer. You, girl. I kept thinking she's doing good. She's, she's. I know. Wow. Oh, my. No. No, seriously. I thought that you'd been doing this. No, you're the pilot person. I'm so excited. I'm so honored. Uh, I'm so honored that you give us your time. Uh, and. I am so excited. Okay, so I've walked with Connie for a long time on her journey. And as she's had, gosh, you guys, so much. Like when she tells you she's had life kicker in the butt, it's no joke. It's like so many of you, she's gone through the ringer uh, the last, her entire life. So. um, Some seasons worse than others, but yes. This is actually like a normal ups and down season, which I'm like, oh, thank God. <sighs> yes. It's true. Yeah. And you just, you've done it so beautifully with mm-hmm. so much grace. And it's such a privilege to be in your life and to be part of your, of your journey. I'm super curious what you're working on now. Oh, girl, she's not curious. I talk about it to her all the time. <laughs> I am curious, though, because it's, it's always evolving. Right? It is Everything evolving. That we, we, do... haven't had, we haven't had coffee l- lately, and we Thai always food. say this, and we need to. We need to go get Thai. Um, we... Thai? Thai. Oh, heck yeah. Oh, now she's talking my language. Salads. Okay, so um, here's what I'm, I'm up to. I see... In my office, my big umbrella is trauma. And I see three mm. major types of trauma. I see a lot, but the three big ones are uh, intimate betrayal. Uh, so, you know, uh, women or men whose spouses have sexually acted out in some way and really ripped rip their guts out. Mm. Um, and domestic violence and uh, helping people in marital situations uh, recover and uh leave sometimes and or sometimes shift the ship a little bit you know so Mm -hmm. but the third one is my heart and my passion partly because it's part of my story Mm -hmm. and that is uh, i deal with religious abuse recovery 
And uh, boy, you know, when I started this 14 years ago, nobody was talking about it. No, I can't even. Yeah, listen imagine. to the news lately. Oh my goodness! And I've got a book coming out, hopefully in about six months. I'm oh my gosh, you guys! The writing so is at the end. It's at the end. So now it's just getting it out there, and so hopefully within about six months we'll be doing that. And yeah. uh, I have a I have a Facebook group called Overcoming Religious Abuse, and it's a closed group, but you can always ask and answer my questions and come on in if that's part of your Amazing. story. It's a really supportive community with very strict guidelines. I can be fairly strict, and I am. Well, as you should be. I mean, yeah. this is no, no light matter. No, at it's all. not, and it needs it needs yeah, it needs that. So. The group appreciates it for the most part. Uh, but, uh, and, and I've got, yeah, I've got a Facebook page, therapistconnie.com, uh, you know, resources in there. I do a lot of live broadcasting, um, actually less on my page these days and more in my group, specifically okay. for religious abuse. Okay. Um, so anything else I'm doing, remind me. So is there, do you have an email list that people can join? I absolutely do. And if you want, if you want to do that, get on. Well, part of it, you can join my religious abuse, uh, overcoming religious Amazing. abuse community. Um, and at one point, I'll ask for your email address if you want to give it to me on there. And then it goes into my system. Amazing. Yes. And so, and I was going to say one more thing. Oh, I also do webinars. So for those of you who are not in the, and I speak locally too, but it, well, those of us who are not in the Portland area, I do webinars on religious abuse recovery as well. So That is so amazing. Yeah, super fun. Oh. It's, it's my heart. It's my heart. It's so, and it's so. just so nice that, you know, someone that is so empathetic and compassionate as you, uh, can walk alongside Ugh. others who've gone through That's that. That's my heart. I, 28 years ago, when I was sexually assaulted by a minister and then kicked out of the church and blamed for it, um, uh, yeah, it was a horrible, horrible story. The 20, 28 years ago, I had nobody. I didn't know Gosh. what had happened to me. I didn't have words for it. I didn't have a paradigm for it. Mm. Um, I I didn't know what had ripped my soul out and for about a good decade trying to figure that out. And now my heart is, oh my goodness, if I would have had some of the resources mm -hmm. that I'm giving now, I could have tried to make sense of it. And instead of 10 years, maybe it'd have been two or three years I could have gotten back yeah. on my feet. And so that's that's my passion is to come alongside and and all the survivors to have them be able to connect and yeah. say, oh, I'm not the, there, there are thousands others uh, out there. So, yes. Yeah. So very, very passionate about that, as you know. I do. I'm so fortunate to know. And like the power of, you know, I know the hashtag me too right now yeah. Yeah. is, you know, has a kind of a strong bent, but it's the idea that, you know, there's so much shame around yeah. that yeah. about really. all the areas that you deal with yeah. and so hearing you know other people's other, stories yes yeah, it helps you sort through your own helps you helps you process well and, and grow and move through that too mm -hmm. because trying to grow we talk about this in the group too trying to grow in isolation yeah. is almost impossible no. no one of the first things i check with my clients about is where's their support group so it's not just me and them digging in themselves. And yes, that's part of it. Mm -hmm. But boy, you got to have mirrors. You got to have people reflecting stuff back. You got to, yes. we grow in community a whole lot better. Right. Much yeah. faster. Because yeah. it's not that anybody wants to grow quickly or move thing through things quickly. No, you and I, for instance, we do everything. We go slow. We, we go so slow. <laughs> Notice how slow we talk. 
uh-huh. so slow because uh-huh. you're like, come on, yeah. speed Move it along. up. Let's, let's, let's move this along. Right. Yeah. And to realize it does take time. It takes time for other people. It takes time even for me. And yeah, those growth and changes come slow. Well, and I think, you know, to kind of an ending thought is that, you know, it's a process. It is. Always. And it's not like there's some finish line that you get to because i think sometimes we get intimidated by that thinking that like oh i have so far to go and getting discouraged by you know the perceived distance between where we want to be and where we're at right uh but realizing that there's not a static destination but that it's very fluid and dynamic and always yeah as i say it's almost a 54 year old that destination has changed multiple (laughs) multiple times and that's okay yeah there's that there's beauty and fruit in all of those times mm-hmm. when I've been pursuing a destination and then it was like, it's not where I want to go. Yeah. And so, yeah, let's, let's ease into the process and enjoy it. You know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. So seriously, I could sit here and talk to Connie forever. Uh, but we'll, we'll go ahead and wrap up there. Uh, again, therapistconnie.com mm-hmm. is yeah. where we can find you. The Facebook group one more time. Fa- uh, the Facebook page is therapist Connie. And the Facebook group is Overcoming Religious Abuse Community. Perfect. And, and I also have a YouTube channel, but it's not well developed yet. But my story's on there. And it's it. Oh, my 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 filmers did an amazing job with the story. You guys, her story. I've had the privilege of hearing it in person. And it's incredible. Uh, where I'll, I'll, I'll just I'll put it in the description sure. and we'll get the link to that. Because I'm sure people would love mm-hmm. to check that sure. out. Absolutely. Connie so. Baker, Religious Abuse. It'll come right up. But yeah, it, we'll put it in the link. You're amazing. Uh, All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. You're very welcome. It's fun to be here. I am so thankful for you. I knew it would be fun. And I cannot wait. (laughs) I cannot wait to do this again. Let's do it again, girl. Let's put it on the books. Awesome. All right. Thanks, Connie. You bet. You guys, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope that you feel enlightened, a little bit lighter, a little bit feeling more directed. Uh, and, and a little bit more empowered. That was our hope. And I cannot wait to see you next Thursday for Captivating Convos. Have a great night. Thanks, guys. <laughs>